0: welcome to the look of love podcast the look of love living up to it looking up to it and loving through all that comes with it this is a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss us our marriage and our observations on all things life i'm valerie the wife
1: and i'm phil the husband
0: yeah the wife is the more important part Mm -hmm. thanks for joining us Hey, everyone. Well, listen, we're in a very interesting climate right now. Yes,
1: we are indeed.
0: Philip and I both have the uh, fortunate circumstance of being able to work from home. Yes, we do. And with that, the days are feeling like they need to be packed with shit to do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, but he did also notice that we've had an uptick in um, those who are listening to our episodes and we thought, you know what, we need to provide some comfort and conversation in this climate. Um, And we thought, you know what, why not commit to at least an episode a week that you can click on, laugh at love, and hopefully it'll help you get through some difficult times.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, So basically, we'd like to welcome you officially to episode 28 of the Look of Love podcast for 2020. And, uh, you know, if you would, uh, this is basically uh, a podcast we try to do every couple of weeks. Uh, that covers of uh, you know all issues around love and relationships and uh, you know in popular culture and uh, down to you and I. Um,
0: that means he's talking about me. <laughs> like he and I, yeah. Yes,
1: because as uh, the intro will know, the wife is the most important part.
2: Oh. Um,
1: but uh, yes, you can reach us directly. I'm to update the email address soon, but you can reach us with any questions or, or comments um, at philip.a.henry Philip with one L dot a dot h e n e r y at gmail.com. i will update that on our facebook um our facebook page which you can find easily just by looking up uh, the look love podcast you can uh, leave comments and uh I, questions I
0: don't know why he's doing this now. We always do it at the end. So I'm just completely like,
1: confused.
0: <laughs> but oh, I yeah, guess I didn't some, get the memo. Trying, okay. so
1: trying some new things for the new year. All right, All right so you well, know how to contact
0: us. It. You know how to listen to us. Well, this is what you're listening to today. Yes, ma'am. So, again, we are in kind of a self-quarantine space. Um, and so we purchased a journal. We mentioned this a while back, like maybe two episodes ago. It's a journal that's entitled Why I Love You. And it was like a random pickup at like a Barnes and Noble run.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and what's interesting is that it literally has 150 questions and prompts. So like every page is the same question kind of asked differently for each partner, like I guess the one who's recording and the one who's actually I'm telling or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we were answering questions and, you know, journaling our responses over time, because we're also trying to fill time, um, we noticed that there were some great sayings from the past, like political mm-hmm. figures, writers, artists, some folks I don't yeah. know, um, but it's like all about love. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, we were just thinking like, like, does everyone, no matter the your race, your class, um, the time that you're in, like, do we all end up talking about love in very, like, similar ways? Yes. Um, what's your thought about that? Like, do you feel like the essence of love is, like, it just remains true?
1: I mean, you know, life is filled with twists and turns. And as much as we, uh, I guess, um, may hunger for change or comfort, different stages in our lives when it comes to love I think we would like it to remain you feel the same way we, we felt it the first day we felt it
2: mm-hmm. but
1: you know the reality is a little different um, so I would say I think love definitely does change and grow in certain ways mm-hmm. um, I mean there's a there's a foundation I think there's a, there's a there's a there's a heart of I guess you know pun intended heart of the heart of the matter between two people but I think there are things that grow and add on to it, that um, add dimensions to that love that you know, you know, feed each person in different ways they probably didn't expect or plan yeah. for, you know. So I think you know, since I think because because love spurs so many, love spurs so much change, and yet it's kind of a it, it kind of does a little bit of both. I know? mean,
0: but you're saying love spurs. I'm, I'm like I I separate the two. Like I think mm-hmm. life spurs a lot of changes, mm-hmm. and love. Kind of holds those changes together. I can see that. Yeah. Like, I guess, like the idea of love and the, in essence, it's like no matter what people go through, whenever we talk about love, there are similar like isms that we adopt despite Mm -hmm. or in spite of whatever we're going through. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I always think about, you know, like Barack and Michelle. Yeah, of course. Classic couple. And he talked about, um, you know, he had like these sayings that he would talk about, Michelle. And one mm-hmm. of them was this idea like, in marriage, you have your ups and downs and you work through the tough times. But through the tough times, if you work through it with respect and love, um, that love deepens. Definitely. And it's like, you know, I'm not in their marriage, but mm-hmm. that sounds exactly right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, it definitely resonated with me. Yes.
0: Do you have anyone, like, I mean, even in your music history, mm-hmm. uh, like, a rap saying, I don't know. Is there like something that you're oh, like, yeah, when I think oh, about love, I always think about this yeah, verse. It yeah. Was...
1: Yeah. There was a line by Seal Smooth from P-Rock and Seal Smooth um, on their second album, the main ingredient that resonated with me forever. Um, the one I love most is the one I learned from.
0: Hmm. Well uh, that, Oh, I love that. But I think it's so like, again, yeah. no matter your love, that re- will would resonate with someone because I think we all look for that in love. Yeah. Who is
1: that? Seal Smooth from okay. P Rock and Seal Smooth, the main ingredient. I think there the you song go. I think the song's called Caramel City.
0: See you got a little hip hop knowledge <laughs> right. dropped in there for you. Yeah, you know, there's a quote by Winnie the Pooh. I uh-huh. mean I thought you'd appreciate this yeah, one. Yeah of course I did. So I was like, uh it says if you live to be a hundred, I want to live to be a hundred minus one day. So I never have to live without you. Oh, that is like so I true. mean, even in our childhood, we were talking about love in ways that were really lofty.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, the the larger realities were nowhere in our realm of understanding. You know.
0: Yeah. No, and that's why, like, you know, a lot of these poets, it seems like they do create this other being when talking about love because it's like it does become like this third person in the relationship, something you need to feed, something you need to take care of, something that needs to be like monitored and like, it just, it's, it's a soul. That's what it breaks down to. So, so here it is. We have, we're about to geek out friends again. You have nowhere to go and neither do (laughs) we. So you're going to embrace our inner nerds today and we're going to, like do a deep dive into some of the quotes that we found in the journal. Mm-hmm. And really we're going to just pressure test this idea of like the essence of love. Like no matter the time has, or can love kind of be the same? Like does the, the essence of love stay the same? Mm-hmm. Um, do these quotes stand the test of time? So I will read the quotes and here's your job and you listeners can do it as well, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to test it out with Philly right now. All right. So it's like, here's the quote. Is there something current that you actually immediately think of and or why do you think this resonates with you to be true?
2: Hmm.
0: Okay? So like, I mean, for real, like I'm not gonna give you a history lessons, but the first guy that we actually are going to quote
2: mm-hmm.
0: is a Russian writer and poet mm-hmm. Who literally died in 1841 okay okay so we're talking about the past here I won't do that for everyone I'm, just, I'm <laughs> trying you know like these are definitely old quotes right Um. so here's one quote love like fire goes out without fuel
1: hmm. I guess I could uh, immediately think of uh, Trump and uh, Melania
0: oh shit that's not where I thought you were gonna go
1: I <laughs> think the tank is a uh, bone dry
0: That is not where I thought you would go. I mean, one would have to question: like, was yeah. there ever love?
1: Yeah, but but then you, but then you look at the 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 the, comp- the complete opposite, like Will and Jada. I mean, that's that that, that that's a that they have fuel reserves, yeah. uh, of uh, of love. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That, that that that's carried them through decades and children growing up and all this madness that he with his career and her career. You know,
0: I like the idea of like in this quote, correlating love with fire, because fire is often like passion, passion, passion. Mm-hmm. And so the idea like, you know, even creatively, you have to feel your passion. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's like, to think of love as a passion means that you have to put into it and pour into it. So like, mm-hmm. I think this totally rings true. I don't know what this Roman dude was thinking about. <laughs> but um, Russian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is one on a history podcast. Going back a
2: little farther
1: than <laughs> you thought.
0: Okay, so pressure tested to be true.
1: Yes, I would say definitely true.
0: Perfect. Here we go. Next one. Now this is from Rumi. This is not mm. Beyonce's daughter. Okay. <laughs> Beyonce got that name from someplace. It was not like you know just from you know the unicorn valley that she lives in. <laughs> So here it goes. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you've built against it.
1: Mm. Yes, I, yes, I would say that's uh, relevant to uh, to, uh, to to men today.
0: You said to men. Why? Men,
1: yeah, they're definitely. I think I think we have barriers within ourselves that don't allow ourselves to uh to uh, build uh success, you know, strong, successful, consistent relationships. I mean, I'm sure it can go both ways, but I'm speaking from a yeah. man's perspective that, of course, yeah, I know there have been barriers within myself that have um you know held me back in the past from being you know every every you know, the man that I could have been, you know,
0: you know, I didn't go to a place of gender when I read this, but mm-hmm. I did immediately think about like. Well, why do I think it's so difficult for, like, we're, we have this big fight for black love, black love, because right. we actually feel like it's not happening, or right. it's not like the narrative isn't <clears throat> celebrating it or acknowledging it. Right. But we also always talk about how trauma lives in the black community because of, you know, the many factors. And so I do think, like, when I when I heard this, I was thinking about like why are some black men really adverse to being married or being committed and Mm -hmm. maybe are drawn to images of just being, you know, like the pimp image or the Mm -hmm. player image. Mm -hmm. But in the same time I thought about black women and just thinking about like this idea about self love. It's like, don't seek for love. Just literally learn to love yourself so you can learn to put down the barriers. Like Mm -hmm. I do think that this is culturally uh, kind of like a sensitive.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, because you you're dealing with layers of trauma and dealing with layers of other uh, issues that you know we may share, you know, as a community, but also you know individual issues that we need to you know share with your partner. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah, pressure tested to be true.
1: Yes, I would say so.
0: Look at that, two for two. Yes. Um, Thomas Hardy. Mm. This one, (laughs) I mean, I just I actually just want to understand it. Love is a possible strength in an actual weakness.
1: You got that quote verbatim.
0: Verbatim.
2: Okay.
1: Hmm. Love is a
0: possible strength. Interesting
1: choice of words.
0: Yeah. Like, just talk to me. Like, unpack that one for me. What what are your thoughts? I
1: mean, there is one perception that love can be a weakness by, you know, seeing that, you know, you're emotionally invested in one person that, you know, if anything were to happen to that person you would be you would be considered vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing is there's the there's the the strength within that bond that that person provides by being there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so while being while being maybe from the outside perceived as a weakness, but within between you two is a strength. You know, for oh, I like that. You know I like, like a mean? perspective so, added to that.
0: Yeah. You know, I do think even when I think about like what my persona is, whatever that Uh may mean to whoever is listening or knows me, it's like (laughs) I do believe in being strong and having strength and and all of that. Uh I do feel like I am totally weak when it comes to you. (laughs) Like I think if anyone has seen my, you know, color me pink, it's like, oh, she's talking about Phil or she's with Phil. Um, So in my mind, it's like, you know, weakness is a, you know, like a very, the word is just very charged when you say weak, but I think if there's any way to break you, it would be for someone to attack what you love or who you love. Exactly. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, think about every, every movie we've ever wa- watched where there's a ransom. It's like, I mean, if there's anything you love, you officially I mean, are the first character dying. Well, I mean, I,
1: I, I hate to refer to my, my blurred nature. But this is oh, a common, this is a common <laughs> trope, amongst the most noble of superheroes, um, that they like to have their secret identity because they want to protect the ones they love yes. from harm. Because That's if, a perfect parallel. Because if you know Doc Ock found out about Mary Jane being okay, here we go. Peter Parker's you know girlfriend, I'm sorry, my killer. So you know, just like just like in the movie that I'm sure your children saw five, six, seven times.
0: So just think about that. Like even if we didn't like the word,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like when once you announce from the rooftops I love something it's officially something that the world can use against you right mm-hmm. that would be how to get you and make you weak mm-hmm. so part of me just says like the reason why you want to keep it safe mm-hmm. is because you know the strength that exists in it
1: But what's ironic is both of you want, just wants to keep the other safe so there's the strength
0: and that's the bond yeah
1: and referring back to our previous episode about the united front
0: yeah look at you full circle moment
1: um so i
0: this one although like you know i think you have to really kind of take it in a little bit okay i do think in current situations i would still find i mean we're not superheroes but i do like the parallel but i do think let's think about even public um couples who mm-hmm. are like on the public stage all the time it's right. like the way you could attack someone and hurt them is through who they love, exactly. you know? So I think there is this this understanding that what you love is the same thing you're afraid of losing. And, exactly. and that is that is the weakness. Right. Pressure tested to be true? I would say so. Yeah, I like that one. Um, okay, Elizabeth Barrett Browning, finally a woman. Um, wait, no, Rumi's a woman. Was that a male poem or poet or... We didn't do my, my apologies, listeners. You guys can tell us, okay? Use the email he said before. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Barrett Browning, I love you not only for what you are, but for what I am when I am with you.
1: I would say that would ring true in general.
0: I would hope this rings true. Yeah,
1: that would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would, yeah, that would definitely. I, I think everyone would hope that you would love who you are <laughs> when you're with them. <laughs> I would hate to think that you think that you're so-so when you're with me. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, do you know how many people
0: are so happy that there's a version of me with you that they can embrace? Because, I, I mean, you yeah. know, what I am by myself sometimes is not for everybody.
1: <laughs> you're ridiculous. <laughs>
0: but with Phil, it's very palatable. Oh, my
1: goodness. <laughs> yes, I guess I might be a palat cleanser for some people there.
0: No, I think this is. I think that's an obvious like yeah, pressure tested to be true. Definitely, definitely. Um, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, mm-hmm. faith goes up the stairs that love has built, and looks out the window which hope has opened. I feel like to unpack this one, I would say when you think of the intersection of love, do you think of it as faith, hope, love, because that's what this kind of visually creates an image around like what is the intersection of love is it faith and hope
1: hmm. yeah I mean I can see what he means yeah I mean you know faith going upstairs as we advance through life and uh, out the window that hope is opened I guess I mean it's a little convoluted right there for me but um, hmm I'm in the middle of the road with this one actually
0: See, but in my mind, I'm like, then forget the image of the the stairs and the window. That's not important. I feel like the intersection, faith, love, hope. There will, if it's not there, 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 there faith is, and hope, what other words would you would you I, think are I, better suited there? Well, no,
1: those, those those words are ideal in terms of an, in terms of intersectionality in, in terms of an intersectionality between them. There's definitely a relationship between between all three, in terms of you know strengthening them and. Making them pro, making making. I think each one feeds the other to prosper it. Yeah,
0: I like I like that. I like the idea like like feeding one another. I think Mm -hmm. there's not exactly a space where one starts and one stops. I think it's like all those things are wrapped up in love. Like step one, in order for you to love, you have to have faith that you know that you can give that love or that you're worth loving or that love's going to work out. And I think whenever you have faith, it's it's like connected to hope so it's like all of those things like when you have faith and hope you often can produce love exactly you know so I think the other one that's like a hmm deep do you believe in those that intersectionality of those um, kind of like isms yeah, those um, ideas yes those ideas yeah mm-hmm. I would say pressure tested for yes because mm-hmm. it's, it's applicable to kind of like the mindset you have to have one in love or one pursuing love right um okay here's another one. You can give without loving, but you can never love without giving.
1: Oh, yes, extremely true.
0: Yeah, that, that's obvious and I mm-hmm. also feel like
1: Yeah, cuz you can give you can, you can give with complete malice. <laughs> <laughs> oh god.
0: That was heavy. Who are you thinking about?
1: <laughs> you know, supervillains. Oh my gosh, friends. You were getting it. I said the word geek and he feels so comfortable.
0: Um, you know what I, with this one, I just think about how sometimes you get locked into not doomed relationships, but like you get stuck. Like you didn't realize you were in a relationship because like, let's just say someone is giving. But if you can give without love and you're really taking, like imagine if your love language is like gesture, for instance, and like someone's giving you, giving you, giving you, and you think you're in a real loving relationship. But
1: there's an ulterior motive.
0: Yeah, it could be control. It could, it could just be about be, money. It could be about money for yeah. some, some
1: weird reason. You know, it, yeah. could, it could be about some kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, not, not distraction, kind of like the, or displacement. Yeah.
0: Oh no, yeah. I yeah. no, I hear what you're saying. And I but I feel like it's this idea, like when I think of that, I just think about like how sometimes you could be in something that you deem to be a loving relationship and not really be aware that it's not. Yeah. Um and I think that only comes from experiencing the giving that comes with love. That mm-hmm. usually makes you reflect on how you're loved and
2: I mean
1: it
0: may be absent from
1: I mean, it's about the quality uh, of, of your, love, quality of your giving, the, the sincerity of your giving. You know,
0: you know, not to bring our wonderful former president back up, but now I remember he had this mm. quote that he was talking about, like Michelle, how she manages him, like, like it's not that she's not playing a role of wife and he's not taking on a role of man, but like because she wants him to be better, she just manages him because <laughs> she wasn't like lured by flowers or anything like that. He said that Michelle knew that time was the hardest thing for me to carve out. So if I wanted to show her, give her a gesture of our love, it'd be for me to give her time. And I think like, for him to even think about that wrapped up in all of what he was and what he's becoming meant that he was very invested in giving with love in order to understand how she was measuring love. Uh-huh. Um and so I think like again if you don't have an attentive enough partner to understand like maybe the acts that are comfortable for you like hey this is how I love you this is how I love you that may not be how that is being translated or received by the other and so it's like I would add to this like not so much that you can't um, love without ever giving or vice versa. But I think it's like you have to make sure or be aware of how love is valued or measured by your partner in order to make sure that the giving is with the love that they can interpret. Yeah. So for this one, I would say pressure tested to be true with an asterisk.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I or honestly, I just think like, just to add to that, this idea of like love languages is really a new, not new anymore, but it's like, it's a current idea. And so like with the emergence of love languages, I think that does kind of add the asterisk um, and kind of tie into some new thinking about love. Um, This is Buddha. Do not seek perfection in a changing world. Instead, perfect your love. Oh, Buddha. If I could just rub that belly right now and say good job.
1: uh, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that is... um, That's deep. Yeah, that's deep because I guess that's something that we all struggle with um, through various stages in our life when we just don't feel like, you know, we're where we need to be. But perhaps we're giving our attention to the wrong things. That's what this quote is saying to me. You know, that don't get distracted by trying to, you know you know, make you make make what you make the appearance of you somehow perfect in this world that's gonna be you know, it's gonna keep changing regardless of what you do. But one thing you can one thing you can perfect, one thing you should focus your sense of perfection on is your love. Because that will only enrich that life, enrich that world that you're you're living in, I think. Yeah. It definitely definitely rings true on a very purposeful level. Yeah, I don't right necessarily
0: per- look at this and think right it has person. to be about a person, but I do have this like image of internal versus, versus external. For some reason, yeah. seeking perfection in a changing world seems like the external work of perfection. Yeah. Um, and like you said, this idea of like if the world is constantly changing, then that definition will always change, and so you always will be operating off of something external. Mm-hmm. Versus this idea of perfecting your love is emoting something yeah, internal, yeah, yeah. and I feel like isn't that where all the major work should rest and lie? So. Also, also,
1: also implies it's something that we are not giving enough attention to within ourselves. Yeah, it implies that we, it's, that we should be doing.
0: I really did this, quote. this changing, I'm not, I,
1: for this changing world.
0: Yeah, I think it's so applicable to today's world because I think perfection is being sold in so many different ways. Yeah, It reminds me of, oh God, it actually reminds me of that video that went viral of that black girl. Have you seen this?
1: Yeah, who said she was ugly.
0: Who said she was ugly. Like in my mind, I'm like, yo, you could be like two and take in all of the changing world images of perfection and internalize that your love is just not in that equation, like the world is never going to be able to receive you. Right. So like, you know, it's, I think it's totally applicable. I would say the only thing is I would be afraid of this quote in like the wrong hands because I could think about the person who is like a people pleaser where they say, I'm not going to work on myself, but they work so hard to be loved mm-hmm. by someone that that's their interpretation of perfecting your love, like mm-hmm. how you love someone else. And I feel like, well, don't read this and think, how can I just serve someone else? But it's like really take it yeah, internally. Well, well,
1: that's why. You put a period after love.
0: That's what. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pressure tested to be true. Yes, I listen. Would say so. I mean, let's put it this way: we went from Buddha to the little Russian dude. Um, <laughs> like in my mind, it's like again, if if love has so many circumstances, so many values, so many everything, how is it that we always talk about it in ways that just stand the test of time, stand yeah. the t- you know the context? So. Yeah. Um, love too has to be learned. This is Nietzsche.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I would say so.
0: You can, can you tell me more? <laughs> I
1: mean, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, love too has to be learned. I mean, Wait,
0: can we just pause for a second? You do recognize <laughs> this is a podcast, so yeah, like, I know, I know. I can't I'm going to be like so, Okay, I'm just like, okay. I'm okay. To You realize but, he didn't need that prompt okay. when he was talking about superheroes, All right? right? Well, no, no, or hip hop?
1: No, but check it out. Um, <laughs> No, of course, it implies that, in addition to any of the other vital life lessons, you assume to be important or vital, um, or or if you impl- or, or if you think that love is something instinctual, uh, for mm. some for some reason, uh, or something easy to deal with because you just because you love that person, that's how simple it is. No, there are layers to this. There are levels to this. You know, because it it may seem very simple at first. Oh, I love you. I love her. I just love her. I love him. I love, but there's more to it. Who is that person you're loving? Why? Where? What for? You know, there's, there's, these are things that you have to ask yourself as you grow and change with that person and grow and change with that love with that person. There's
0: so much to this. And I love, what did you say that I was like, oh, no, like instinctual. Because that word is what I think is what's wrong with love. It's that like it actually is in us to love, not, not so much to hate, to, to love. Right. And so you can be confused with the instincts to love as like some kind of completion. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's a lot of talk around like love has to be earned. Mm -hmm. But I think this idea of love has to be learned. It's like, when you accept that you also accept the fact that there may be some unlearning you have to do with how you perceive, um, your love or someone else's love. Like, Step one, I know there were a lot of things I learned about Phil that really changed my initial instinct to love him, right? It just evolved. So I think taking it as something that is evolving and like you can build upon is what I think is the safest way to think and invest in love instead of like operating off of instinct. Like I think that's like when, when love is romanticized in the wrong way, it seems right. very instinctual where I'm like, no, no, no. To make it of quality and make it sustainable, it has to include learning. Okay. So we're eight for 10 right now. We have two more left. (laughs) And then after these two, we're going to just say, just go into the good historical books because everyone who's ever talked about love can help you on this journey you are on today. (laughs) Here we go. The next one says, you see, there are some people that one loves and others that perhaps one would rather be with. Ali, you just seem messy to me. I'm gonna tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, I (laughs) mean, I mean, I guess he's parsing between the people that the person that you need versus the person that you just want. You know. Which
0: one is which? There are some people that one loves, and others that you want to you'd rather be be with. with. So what what end would I want to be? And would I want to be the person you want to be with, or would I want to be the person you love?
1: There are some people that one loves.
0: Because in my mind, I'm like thinking about like exes, for instance, like, sure, we've had many, many lives. So there's a good chance that you've loved before, but that doesn't mean that you want to be with everyone that you love. So in my Mm. mind, I'm like, isn't it more important for you to want to be with someone than for you just to love them? Because love has so many, oh, your face is turned up. What is happening?
1: No, no, I don't think this makes true.
0: Tell me why that's not enough.
1: No, I, I mean, um, I mean, you see, there are there are some that that one loves, some people that one loves others.
0: There's like perspective to this that I think is making it.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, because it, it looks from the outside, I mean, from in initial reaction, it implies that you know,
0: it's a little player player, right?
1: Yeah, I mean that you know that you that that you you, you love someone, but. There might be someone that you would rather be with. So, I mean, you know, I, you presented love as a contradiction. Or, uh, you know, I don't know.
0: But I guess the other thing is like, like person, in my mind, I'm just like. The
1: person you love, the person you'd rather be with. I mean.
0: Ideally, the person you love is the person, person you'd you rather be, be with.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And then I think, I don't know, like in my mind, I like if I wanna give him a little bit of grace. I'm thinking... I mean,
1: if you we were to parse the language.
0: Yeah, like there's and this idea. that
1: perhaps one would rather, uh, that, that perhaps one would rather be with. I mean, that implies a wandering eye, you know? I mean...
0: <laughs> I mean, and, I and, feel and, like and, that there's, and that's the in, obvious.
1: It implies an inherent infidelity to love that I... Yeah.
0: I mean, part of me also says, like, this is the idea that if you accept that you have many loves, amongst those loves is the person that you want to be with. Right. So it's like, I'm just wondering, is he like trying to create like?
1: Oh well, I I, I guess I guess if you, if you, if he you, you took a historical view of your life, you know, like okay, yeah, there were people that you loved, and then. Br- Like, you know, I guess amongst those, yeah, like we just said, amongst the people that you loved, you know, there was one that you, I mean, of course, this is assuming you're not with the one you love at that moment. You
0: know what? We're You know, he's going to make us fail this test. He's going to be our first out. The reason I'm going to say this is I'm looking back at who this Enrique is. And Enrique was a Norwegian playwright and theater director. So step one, you already like playing too many different roles. So I'm going to go ahead and say... (laughs) This is a player's lens and thing, and then I'm looking to see what other really important quotes that he has. look <laughs> at this one. The first one that pops up says, "The strongest man in the world is he who stands most alone."
1: Oh boy, we have a man for the, the majority
0: maverick. is always wrong. The minority is rarely right.
1: Okay. Yeah, we have a Maverick. Here.
0: A thousand words will not leave so deep an impression as one deed. I feel like he's an absolutist and that's why I just don't want to deal with him. So yeah. you know what? Fail. Pressure fail. tested fail. fail. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, here's the last one. Hopefully it it can bring us back into a space of pressure tested for <laughs> yay. <laughs> um if there is such a thing as oh, a good
1: oh, oh, you didn't name the guy. My, oh michelle
0: de montagne okay all right. And right you're not the, gonna the, do any of the no, accents no, i know no, I can't do that. um if there is such a thing as a good marriage it is because it resembles friendship rather than love
1: yes i would agree so i would say
0: you know what
1: i would say so because i know uh,
0: there are some there are some issues where people are like make sure that your marriage doesn't Flatline into friendship and I know that that's a fear like the fuel right. that we were talking about in the first quote. Right. However, every time I think about which are my favorite y'all gonna say I'm obsessed with Barack and Michelle. I'm not but I do feel like aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, every time there's a photo of them that I love it's when I feel like yo, they are so freaking cool with each other. Yeah. Like they are each other's friends. You can see it like the mannerisms they adopted and the things that they share that no one else is a part of. Like I'm like, y'all are really cool friends. So I would definitely say, I hope this is true for everyone who is in a marriage. And I also like the, the preface of if there is such a thing as like, it's like good marriages plus, you know, can the, be a lot of things. Yeah,
1: yeah, Well, if you look at the language, you know, it's a resemble friendship. You know what I mean? And, I mean, it's still, a oh, lo- lo- it's still a loving relationship, but you know, when people look at it, they see two people, like you said, who are just really cool with each other, really know each other. Yeah. Who are very comfortable around each other, and that's your best friend.
0: Um, Is this our quote?
1: Yes, it is our quote. Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, I really like this one. Yes. I love how it's like, okay, I'm going to pick ten, and I'm like... Because, I mean, because
1: we are friends.
0: <laughs> well, we resemble friends. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my God. No,
0: I... Well, here's the thing. Step one, I'm not plugging the book. And no, I don't want you to go to, to Barnes and Noble right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can order it. Yes, you can. The it, 150 prompts. And I will say, like, there are some questions there that you're just like, they're fun to answer. And others that you're like, can we just take a pause and mm-hmm. come back and share responses? Um, and it does get you to push, you know, push your thinking about what is and what you want. Um, love to be, and I yeah. think there's no better time than for you. Hopefully, this doesn't bring about a breakup or a divorce. I mean, we don't want wrong. No, <laughs> no. I mean, hopefully. Wrong questions and answers I, I mean,
1: look, all we want is productive communication. Yeah. Uh, between any couples that are listening to us, um, you know, if you do have issues, feel free to email us about them. We don't want to, we don't want anyone to break up because no, we're No, no,
0: no. But what I will say is this: the way that we've been using it, if you're thinking about like, mm-hmm. well, how could we use this and to be quite honest, um, this book just reminds me of kind of the onset of Phil's and I's uh, relationship. We He took me to this garden that we still walk through today. Like, um, It's one of our favorite spaces in Maryland. Yeah, and,
1: yeah Brookside Gardens.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. They yeah. have a lot of seating spaces. And we mm, sat down. Garden, yeah. And I don't know if I just came up with it. Did I just come up with 10 questions?
1: I thought you got it from somewhere or some...
0: No, I think I was just, I don't know what, I was like, let's pay 10 questions. And it was like a random game of just like, mm-hmm. let's go through the week and see if you can answer questions about happenings or noticings. And it was just like a way to keep us in tune. Mm-hmm. Um, And this book just reminded me of that game. And so there are 150 prompts. And what we're doing is we're saying every night, we've done a pretty decent job, but it hasn't been every <laughs> night. But let's just say like, we like to close the night with us answering five to ten questions mm-hmm. um, from the um, from the journal, and it's been a nice close. It's been a good way to kind of, you know, take a breath from everything that's happening. So you okay. know, you can adopt your own questions, your own isms, but I think right now it's just important to connect.
1: Yeah, very important to connect.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we're going to keep this up because, again, we are confined just as you are. Yes. Please. Um. So the goal would be, I don't know if we want to have a day. Like, when can people look forward to, like, a new weekly episode? Can you commit to that?
1: Yeah, I think I can because uh, I'm, I want to get this episode out as soon as possible for the people. And, um, I mean, maybe we can shoot for this, you know, uh, by next Wednesday at least.
0: By next Wednesday. So we'll record on Wednesdays and release on Thursdays?
1: Yeah, or something like that.
0: Okay, know. so let's... I asked him to name it. So I'm going to make an executive decision. We're going to call it the look of love
2: Thursdays.
0: (laughs) Um, So you'll be able to get a new episode um, every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And again, we're going to try to keep this up until um, things kind of better themselves out there. Um, And we'll keep you updated on, you know, if anything changes. But for now, just look forward to a moment together.
1: Believe in the science people.
0: Believe in the science and <laughs> stay safe and stay, stay, sane. Sane, all stay right? sane. Stay sane, stay sterilized. And
1: stay in love. <laughs> yeah. Stay sterilized, stay in love. And uh, yes, we we saw return.